0: Friends, Pastor Kelsey Xline here with Spark United, a church without walls for real people with real questions. We are a network of house churches called Sparks that meet wherever the people are, and we come together regularly for worship and mission as one church, Spark United. All right, tonight is a very special night, and I've got my cough drops because, you know, I didn't know if my voice was going to last tonight, but praise the Lord it did. Um, We're doing a dedication tonight. We're dedicating not only a church, but we're dedicating two precious baby girls. And so I get to brag on our spark babies, our very first spark baby ever, I believe, right? I, don't, I can't think of any other spark babies before Haven. So we got Haven, Lila, Nickel Fam- family can count, come on up. Samuel and Leah, you can bring the girls up and, and relatives and family. Yeah, I want all of you guys up here. Come on, we're all celebrating together. So we're going to show off our our spark babies. I'm just going to go get Haven. was so cute. So this past uh, house church, these spark babies are in my house church. And it's it's so cool to think that Haven and Zemi, when they're growing up, when they hear the words, we're going to church, they're going to think about the people who are there. They're not going to think about a building. Isn't that kind of cool to think about? Uh, I know that my own thinking about church has been transformed through this process. And uh, I realize buildings are great. But when I think about church now, I think about the people. And uh, so this is Haven now. She's two years old. She was born right as we were about to begin launch team huddles for Spark. So she's our our first Spark baby. And yeah, so this week she's coming into house church, and she runs up to the door ahead of Sam, and she's like, Kelsey, Kelsey. She opens it up. She's like, hi, Pastor Kelsey. I'm like, oh, melt my heart. (laughs) So we, we love Haven. And I don't know if you guys have a, a favorite thing you'd like to share about Haven and her personality. Let me get you on a microphone here. Actually, let's steal let's steal Dustin's microphone over here. How about that one doesn't have effect on it. Oh, you guys don't sound like you're in a, a giant chamber, right? So we'll get the set. <laughs> okay. I want them to be able to hear you. And we're recording this for a podcast. So what you, <laughs> what you say goes down in history. Oh, She'll hear it, it goes someday. Down in history. Yeah. Favorite uh, thing about... Haven.
1: Favorite thing about or Haven. Or a funny quirk
0: or something. A you know,
1: funny quirk. Well, my favorite thing about Haven is, well, she's my child. Of course. So of course. definitely that. <laughs> um, oh, a funny quirk. Lately, she's been on a big kick for pickles. She okay. Likes pickles. Yeah. Pickles, you know, pickles, pickles when you get home. Pickles and chicken nuggets.
0: She's going to be a drummer. She <laughs> plays the egg shaker sometimes with us, and she's actually on beat, and she's going to be a rock climber, I think, because she, oh, climbs, on she d- climbs on everything.
1: Everything. <laughs> Absolutely everything.
0: All right. And then we also have... Zamira Willow and she was just born this past August first. She is an early baby. And she went to her, her first Spark event. She went on her alpha retreat with us, which you see her in that picture there. And yeah, November was it November first or second was her first time to go to church with us at Alpha. So Leah, you wanna share a, a favorite thing about Zemi? Um she's recently starting to talk. Um, I'm a little jealous that her first word was Dada, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it's justice because Haven's first words was Mama. So. All right, so it's it's fair. So do you guys just want to hold on to that mic for a little bit. So we're we're no. here to dedicate. Uh,
1: <laughs> I got microphones
0: everywhere. Um, so we're here to dedicate these two precious girls, and Sam and Leah have been extremely patient and waiting <laughs> all this time. And so what better time than you know our launch gathering to celebrate. In Matthew 19, 13 through 14, it says, Then little children were brought to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Samuel and Leah, in presenting your daughters for dedication, you signify not only your faith in Christ, but also your desire that Haven and Zamira." may early know and follow the will of God, may live and die as Christians, and enjoy eternal life with God in his coming kingdom. In order to attain this holy end, it will be your duty as parents to teach them early the fear and love of the Lord, to watch over their education, that they not be led astray, to direct their youthful minds to the holy scriptures and their feet to the gatherings of the church family, to restrain them from evil associates and habits, and as much as in you lies, to bring them up in the nurture and ways of the Lord. Will you endeavor to do so by the help of God? If so, say, we will. We will. That's awesome. Now, this isn't just a, a nuclear family thing. This is something, uh, Jesus is very clear that church family is family. He says, look around you, those who hear my father's words and o- obey what he says, they're my brothers and my sister and my, my mother, right? And so we know that we are the family to these precious little girls, and we have responsibility too, as do our, our relatives here, and so this is for you guys as the relatives to support them as, as grandma and grandpa and and great-grandma and great-grandpa and, and uncle uh, to support them in, in raising these girls uh, to follow the Lord. It takes a tribe, right? It takes a church, and, and it, it's up to you guys too, and I, I want to take a moment and recognize these little girls' sparks, so if you're a part of Spark Core, um, these these little girls Sparks, would you stand for me? This charge is especially for you guys because you guys are their house church family. You see them week in, week out. Uh, if you're a part of Joseph Spark or Junius Spark, I would like for you guys to stand. No, you can stay standing. Stay standing. Joseph Spark and Junius Spark, this, this charge is especially for you. You are the Sparks that Samuel and Leah host. And you are especially close to these little girls and especially to their parents in supporting them in in this charge to raise their girls to follow the Lord. And then I want the rest of you all to stand up. You are a church family. The Spark United Church family, uh, the Nazarene Church family in in abroad, (laughs) multi-denominational church family we have represented here. We're all, there's one family of God, isn't there? Amen. And so you all, our aunties and uncles, as they say in Hawaii, in Hawaiian churches, you're an auntie or an uncle. If you're older than a child, you're auntie or uncle. And so you're all aunties and uncles of Haven and Zamira. And so when I ask you, the relatives, the house churches, the Spark United Church family, will you commit yourself as the body of Christ to support and encourage Samuel and Leah as they endeavor to fulfill their responsibilities to these children and to assist Haven and Zamira by nurturing their growth towards spiritual maturity? If so, answer, we will. will. Amen. You guys can have a seat. I have some special oil here. There's nothing magical about the anointing oil. But there is something special about it. Um, Mixed in this oil is is Lynn's oil, Lynn DeVinny. She's a part of Spark coming along. And uh, as she was dying, I went to go and anoint her and pray with her. And when she found out, I had to borrow Pastor Jay's oil. She's like, that's just not right. You need your own oil. <laughs> and so she gave me a frankincense blend of oil. And uh, and so I, in loving memory of her, I, I have never gotten to experience seeing someone die with such grace, with such confidence and excitement. She was ready to see Jesus. She's, she had died before, and she had seen Jesus, and she was ready to die again. <laughs> She's pretty sad that they resuscitated her, actually. <laughs> and so... Um, What a great woman of faith uh, that I look up to, and I look forward to seeing her again in in heaven in the the coming kingdom. And so I I love to use the oil that she gave us uh, for our anointings for healing and also for our dedication here. So our our loving Heavenly Father, we do here and now dedicate Zamira Willow-Nickel to you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we dedicate Haven Lila-Nickel the name the father and the son and the holy spirit dedicated to you lord we pray your holy spirit to go with these girls wherever they go to guard them may they always know your love god may they always follow you we pray it in Jesus' name amen all right i've got a little gift for our family and the kiddos They've got certificates, which unfortunately, I don't think the certificates made it. They're still on the desk in there, aren't they? They've <laughs> got some beautiful certificates. So you guys will have to take a picture when you frame them, and we'll post it. But we've got my first Bible stories for Zemi, and we've got the Laugh and Learn Bi- Bible for kids for Haven, and it's developed by the guy who invented Veggie Tales. And so it's got some really great devotions and, and uh, talking points as she it's more conversational. She's becoming more and more conversational. So that's for them. So we love you guys. You guys can have a seat. I love child dedications. All right. So we are on a brand new series. Search and Rescue. And today's a special day, which means that my message is very short. <laughs> so we've got a lot of good things going on. So we're going we're gonna to plow through this. Um, right now we're in Exodus for our Spark United readings. We're reading through the entire Bible in a year. If you want to hop in and join that with us, we've got papers over there. You can follow along. Um, but I was thinking about uh, the search and rescue idea as I read about Moses' calling this week. And so let's take a moment um, and, and hear about how Moses was called on this great search and rescue mission. A long time passed, and the Egyptian king died. The Israelites were still groaning because of their hard work. They cried out, and their cry to be rescued from the hard work rose up to God. God heard their cry of grief, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God looked at the Israelites, and God understood. Moses was taking care of the flock for his father-in-law Jethro, Midian's priest. He led his flock out to the edge of the desert, and he came to God's mountain called Horeb. The Lord's messenger appeared to him in a flame of fire in the middle of a bush. Moses saw that the bush was in flames, but it didn't burn up. Then Moses said to himself, Hmm, let me check out this amazing site and find out why the bush isn't burning up. I think I would do that too, don't you guys? I don't know. See a fire. And then I'd call 911 and say, Hey, was there a burn notice for that fire? <laughs> When the Lord saw that he was coming to look, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. Moses said, I'm here. Then the Lord said, don't come any closer. Take off your sandals because you are standing on holy ground. He continued, I am the God of your father, Abraham's God, Isaac's God, and Jacob's God. Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I've clearly seen my people oppressed in Egypt. I've heard their cry of injustice because of their slave masters. I know about their pain. I've come down to rescue them from the Egyptians in order to take them out of that land and bring them to a good and broad land, a land that's full of milk and honey, a place where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites all live. Now the Israelites' cries of injustice have reached me. I've seen just how much the Egyptians have oppressed them. So get going. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I to go to Pharaoh and to bring the Israelites out of Egypt? God said, I'll be with you. And this will show you that I'm the one who sent you. After you bring the people out of Egypt, you will come back here and worship God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, If I now come to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they're going to ask me, what's this God's name? What am I supposed to say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. So say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. God continued, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your ancestors, Abraham's God, Isaac's God, and Jacob's God has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is how all generations will remember me. Go and get Israel's elders together and say to them, the Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob has appeared to me. The Lord said, I've been paying close attention to you and to what has been done to you in Egypt. I've decided to take you away from the harassment in Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, a land full of milk and honey. They will accept what you say to them. Then you and Israel's elders will go to Egypt's king and say to him, the Lord, the Hebrews God has met with us. So now let us go on a three day journey into the desert so that we can offer sacrifices to the Lord, our God. However, I know that Egypt's king won't let you go unless he's forced to do it. So I'll use my strength and hit Egypt with dramatic displays of my power. After that, he'll let you go. I'll make it so that when you leave Egypt, the Egyptians will be kind to you and you won't go away empty-handed. Every woman will ask her neighbor along with the immigrant in her household for their silver and their gold jewelry as well as their clothing. Then you will put it on your sons and daughters and you will rob the Egyptians. Then Moses replied, But what if they don't believe me or, or pay attention to me? They might say to me, The Lord didn't appear to you. The Lord said to him, What's that in your hand? Hmm. Here we go. I'm not a shepherd. This is the closest thing I got. Moses replied, a shepherd's rod. The Lord said, throw it down on the ground. So Moses threw it on the ground, and it turned into a snake. Moses jumped back from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, reach out and grab the snake by the tail. I think that's where I would have broken down. (laughs) Grab the snake by the tail. So Moses reached out and grabbed it, and it turned back into a rod in his hand. Do this so that they will believe that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, Abraham's God, Isaac's God, and Jacob's God has in fact appeared to you. Again, the Lord said to Moses, put your hand inside your coat. So Moses put his hand inside his coat. When he took his hand out, his hand had a skin disease flaky like snow. Then God said, put your hand back inside your coat. So Moses put his hand back inside his coat. When he took it back out again, the skin of his hand had returned to normal. If they won't believe you or pay attention to the first sign, they may believe the second sign. If they won't believe even these two signs or pay attention to you, then take some water from the Nile River and pour it out on dry ground. The water that you take from the Nile will turn into blood on the dry ground. But Moses said to the Lord, My Lord, I've never been able to speak well, not yesterday, not the day before, and certainly not now since you've been talking to your servant. I have a slow mouth and a thick tongue." couldn't help myself (laughs) then the Lord said to him who gives people the ability to speak who's responsible for making them unable to speak or hard of hearing sighted or blind isn't it I the Lord now go I'll help you speak and I'll teach you what you should say but Moses said please my Lord just send someone else Then the Lord got angry at Moses and said, What about your brother Aaron, the Levite? I know he can speak very well. He's on his way out to meet you now, and he's looking forward to seeing you. Speak to him and tell him what he's supposed to say. I'll help both of you speak, and I'll teach you both what to do. Aaron will speak for you to the people. He'll be a spokesperson for you, and you'll be like God for him. Take the shepherd's rod with you, too, so that you can do the signs. That's a pretty intense calling passage, and it's one that God used to help call me to plant Spark United and uh, our church planting trainings that uh, Dan brought in, our kind of head of church planting for the district. Uh, he's taught some of those, and I went to a lot of them, and one of the things they say is, raise your objections <laughs> and let the Lord answer them. And so I, I worked on my objections, and then God took me to that passage, and I'm like, I don't want to be the one who says, please send someone else. I don't want to get to that point. But the first thing I want to encourage you with today is that you are seen, heard, known, understood, and loved by God. That right there is the gospel. (laughs) You are seen, heard, known, understood, and loved by God. I love these passages that God clearly sees the oppressed people. God hears their cry of injustice. He knows about their pain. He pays close attention to people. He hears their cry of grief the verbs are strong, aren't they? God is a God who verbs us. (laughs) He knows us. He loves us. He understands. God is not distant. He understands. God knows your pain. God understands your pain. God hears your cries. God sees you and he cares. And guess what? He takes action. He comes to the rescue. For the the Israelites in this season, he raised up Moses, but guess what? Who's the ultimate Moses but Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, who came to us and died on the cross for our sins. He came to heal our diseases, to open the eyes of the blind, to take care of, of, of the poor, to lift up the poor and the oppressed. Jesus is the ultimate evidence that God sees you, hears you, knows you, understands you, and loves you. I also want to encourage you that there are burning bushes all around. You could call these burning bushes beacons of salvation, beacons of calling, little signs that God puts around us that says he loves us, that says, I want relationship with you. I want you to know me. I want to be your, your daddy. Come to me. Beacons of calling that say, I've got, I've got a purpose for you. I've got a plan for you. I've got a mission for you. And he puts those beacons, those burning bushes in ordinary places that uh, we often just kind of overlook, right? And then all of a sudden we're like, whoa, God was there. <laughs> beacons. God seeks us out in the ordinary. He prepares us for a divine rendezvous. Did you know that he's preparing a divine rendezvous for you? He's just waiting for our eyes to be open to see that burning bush. But he's, he's got burning bushes all around you, just ready for you to see him, to encounter him, ready to rescue you. God's rescue. We see that God's rescue is relational. Why did God rescue the Israelites? Well, first of all, he wanted them to know him, to worship and to know. He wanted to be known by them. And he, he, he heard again, Abraham's God, Isaac's God, Jacob's God god had a relationship with those men and their families and he had a covenant promise with them god is a relational god and he wants people to know him just as he knows them he wants them to know him he wants to have a loving relationship with them to be their heavenly daddy but it doesn't stop there god's god's rescue leads from relational it's also transformational God didn't just bring the Israelites out of Egypt so that they could be free and go do whatever they wanted. God brought them out of Egypt to bring them into the promised land. Jesus doesn't just save us so that we don't go to hell. (laughs) He saves us for something too, right? Not just from something, but for something. He saves us for relationship with him, but he also saves us to go and to share that news with other people, to, to have a life of victory over sin, of freedom from sin, and a life that points others to God. We're not just rescued for the sake of, of liberty, of freedom. We are brought out of to be brought into. We're brought out of the old life to be brought into the new life in Christ, which leads us to missional. God rescues us so that others might know him too. God sh- calls us to join his SAR squad, the SAR, I don't know. Do they say SAR or SAR? Do you guys know much about search and rescue teams? <laughs> no. I really need to, like, find someone, like, search and rescue squad from the, the Hutchinson City, you know, I don't know. We need to figure something out. I'm, I'm woefully uh, uninformed about this topic. Uh <laughs> but God, God invites us to join his search and rescue team to be burning bushes. God wants to use you as a burning bush. Guess what? God's spirit, God's messenger was the one that was speaking through that that bush and consuming with fire. And guess what? God's Holy Spirit fire falls on everyone who is made new in Christ. And that's why we have this lovely flame logo that we have. We're not just pyros. (laughs) This reminds us of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit fire that is inside of us this fire that is meant to be a torch, wherever we go so that people can see the light, right? Meant to be a spark that starts a wildfire. We're meant to be walking torches that bring the love of God wherever we go, that bring an invitation to salvation wherever we go, that bring an invitation to calling wherever we go. Also, God has an answer for every objection, doesn't he? (laughs) Moses had five of them, okay? it was a long passage, wasn't it? (laughs) Do you ever feel like maybe if your life was written down, it would be a long passage too? (laughs) Maybe so. Uh, his first objection was, who am I that you'd send me? Pharaoh's not going to listen to me. Uh, God's response is, I am with you. It's not about you. (laughs) It's not about your qualifications. It's about me, right? And I'm with you. You got everything you need. That should have been the end of the conversation right there, right? No. The next conversation is, well, who are you? Uh, and, uh, so God's answer is, I am who I am, which can also be translated, I will be who I will be. You can't put quantifications on God, right? And so uh, this is the, the sacred name of God that God is known for for all generations, uh, a name we say very respectfully, and, and some don't even dare to speak it, Yahweh, uh, the, the, uh, the safe way to say it, the respectful way uh, that the, the Hebrew people would say, they'd say, Yehovah. Jehovah, uh, which we sang in one of our songs, is a kind of a way to say God's name without, <laughs> without you know, disrespecting it, right? Because it's just so holy that the, the Jewish people, the Hebrew people, they did not want to even speak that name. They would say Adonai or El Shaddai or Jehovah. And so this is where we get God's name, and God reveals who he is. Moses' next objection, what if they don't believe me or pay attention to me? Uh, sometimes I kind of felt like that in church planting <laughs> right like am I the crazy crazy person and i I, I love our team and and I, I love that they 've been willing to to dream crazy dreams with me and to believe God for crazy things with me but that 's something that when God calls you what if they don 't believe me what if they don 't pay attention to me God says i 'll do the miraculous using what you already have so what do you got in your hand A rod okay we 'll we'll work with that right? Uh, I don't know what you've got, but God can work with it, and God can do the miraculous with it. Whatever you have, God's going to use it, right? He's going to multiply it. He's going to do the miraculous with it. Uh, we can attest to that at Spark, can't we? I mean, every, every move we have is a miracle, is it not? <laughs> God has provided for us in some crazy, miraculous ways. Uh, the next objection, I'm not a good speaker. I've got a slow mouth and a thick tongue. God says, who makes you able to speak, to see, to hear? I'll help you and teach you what to say. Okay, surely that's the end of the conversation by now, right? But Moses says, just please send someone else. And that's where God gets angry. God's been very patient and relational and loving. Maybe he loves him even in his anger too, right? But this is the point where God's just like, oh. <laughs> how much more do you need? I don't want to be a person that says to God, please send someone else. I don't think that any of you guys want to be that person either. Thankfully, God is patient with us, and he still used Moses, didn't he? Um, Thankfully, God understands us. And I believe that God has an awesome calling for each and every single one of you in this place today. Some of you, it might be vocational ministry, but some of you it might be a, a calling to, to reach out to a coworker. It might be a calling to use a certain skill or gifting you have to bless others, um, to pray for others, to invest in others. But I know that as long as you've got breath in your lungs, that God has a promise and a calling for you, and he loves you. We just need to see the burning bushes. We need to open our ears to hear, and he'll show us. So how will you respond? The first calling God gives is a calling of salvation. Uh, God used Moses and the exodus out of Egypt, deliverance of his people out of Egypt to be kind of a pattern and a sign throughout time of the kind of God he is. But Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of that. I don't know what kind of Egypt maybe you've been in, an Egypt of, of uh, addiction maybe, an Egypt of shame, an Egypt of of guilt, of of loneliness, of stress, of anxiety, of depression. I don't know what your Egypt is. I don't know what are the things that you feel enslaved to, but I know that Jesus can free you. And that he wants to lead you out of that and into something new, into something better, into promise. God wants to take you out of the land of slavery and into the land of promise. And it takes faith to respond to that call. If you haven't responded to that call tonight, I invite you to. To put your trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord. To turn away from your sins. To turn away from the old stuff in Egypt. And to turn to the new that God has for you. We call that repentance, right? Turning away from the old, turning to the new. Saying sorry for our sins and actually meaning it. A change of heart and of life. And God will fill us with his Holy Spirit. He'll turn us into a burning bush. To bless others. That's my first invitation for you tonight. If you've done that, then I invite you to join the the search and rescue squad. I invite you to burn like a very bright burning bush (laughs) and to go to people and to, to seek them out. God came to us to rescue us. And guess what? God wants to rescue so many people in Hutchinson. I believe he wants to rescue every person in Hutchinson. But some of our people in Hutchinson have not heard the good news about Jesus. Some of our our people in Hutchinson don't know that there's a God who loves them. Some of them don't know what a church family is. They've heard things about church, but they've never experienced the church. And so we're sent on mission for for this. God says, so get going. That's my challenge to you today. So get going. I know not all of you are from Hutch, but God has a mission for you in your towns, in your churches, in your communities? What does it look like for you to so get going? (laughs) To respond to God in obedience? Let's take a moment and pray. Jesus, we thank you for coming to seek and to save the lost. God, each one of us was lost before you came into our lives. God, we we turn away from our sin. We turn away from the practices of Egypt. Uh, the, the death and the, the shameful acts and the, the addictions, God, and, and the loneliness and the depression and the hurt and the anxiety, God. We're trying to do things our, on our own. Uh, the pride, Lord. We turn away from all that. We turn to you. We turn to your promise, God. To the abundant life you promise us. The eternal life you promise us through Jesus Christ. Jesus, we invite you into our hearts, into our lives. We put our trust in you. We, we ask you to have your way. You you are our Lord, God. We pray that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit and give us Holy Spirit boldness. And Lord, we, we pray that you'd help us to be burning bushes in our community, to lead many to you. We love you, Lord trust you. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today we come together before the Lord to dedicate this baby church, Spark United. The Lord began to reveal the vision for Spark United in January of 2015, a network of house churches that would gather together for worship and mission united as one church, an exponential movement of disciples making disciple makers, and churches planting churches. For five years, we have sought the Lord together in worship and prayer, delved into scripture together, dreamed big, hairy, audacious, God-sized dreams together. We've held prayer walks, launch team huddles, monthly previews, numerous outreach events, and hosted our first Alpha. The Lord has led us to people of peace who have provided gathering spaces for us from the HCC Student Union Basement to the Firehouse Cafe to this Hutchinson Mall. The Lord has helped us plant sparks, house churches, raising up spark hosts from within these sparks to go and start more sparks. We've grown closer to Jesus as we've walked with him and his family, as we've joined him in his search and rescue mission for those who are far from God. We have grown in faith as we've seen God miraculously provide for us and guide us every step of the way. Five years later, almost to the week, we gather here to launch our weekly worship gatherings and to dedicate this baby church to the Lord. In reality, this church is already dedicated to him. It is his vision, his calling, and his church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Tonight, we dedicate our hands, feet, and hearts to the Lord. To love, serve, and minister alongside this local body of believers, however long he may call us to. According to the vision and mission he has entrusted to Spark United Church of the Nazarene. We are filled with hope, trust, and anticipation for God to continue to work miracles for and through this church. We are confident in his faithfulness. Tonight, as we embark on this next step in walking with God by faith, we remember and commit to the vision he has given to Spark United. Please join me in this responsive reading. If you'll read aloud the white text, I'll read the red. You yourselves are being built up like living stones into a spiritual temple. You are being made into a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Thus it is written in scripture, Look, I am laying a cornerstone in Zion, chosen, valuable. The person who believes in him will never be shamed. So God honors you who believe. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people who are God's own possession. You have become this people so that you may speak of the wonderful acts of the one who called you out of darkness into his amazing light. Once you weren't a people, but now you are God's people. Once you hadn't received mercy, but now you have received mercy. called out children of God, saved, adopted, and made holy for Jesus Christ, and filled with the Holy Spirit. As the family of God, we gather together to worship God, follow Jesus, and be sent on spirit-empowered mission. We are the body of Christ, Jesus' hands and feet in our community and world. The believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the community, to their shared meals, and to their prayers. A sense of awe came over everyone. God performed many wonders and signs to the apostles. All the believers were united and shared everything. They would sell pieces of property and possessions and distribute the proceeds to everyone who needed them. Every day they met together in the temple and ate in their homes. They shared food with gladness and simplicity. They praised God and demonstrated God's goodness to everyone. The Lord added daily to the community those who were being saved. We are a church without walls. Church is not a place, a ritual, a time of day, or a building. We are the church, and we take church to wherever we gather. Jesus went out beside the lake again. The whole crowd came to him and he began to teach them. As he continued along, he saw Levi, Alphaeus' son, sitting at a kiosk for collecting taxes. Jesus said to him, follow me. Levi got up and followed him. Jesus sat down to eat at Levi's house. Many tax collectors and sinners were eating with Jesus and his disciples. Indeed, many of them had become his followers. When some of the legal experts from among the Pharisees saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, Why is he eating with sinners and tax collectors? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, Healthy people don't need a doctor, but sick people do. I didn't come to call the righteous people, but sinners. We are a church without walls for real people. Jesus came to seek and save people who are far from God. So we go to where the people are and love them as they are. Because that's what Jesus did for us. But Jacob stayed apart by himself, and a man wrestled with him until dawn broke. When the man saw that he couldn't defeat Jacob, he grabbed Jacob's thigh and tore a muscle in Jacob's thigh as he wrestled with him. The man said, let me go because the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I won't let you go until you bless me. He said to Jacob, what's your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, your name won't be Jacob any longer, but Israel, because you struggled with God and with men and won. Jacob also asked and said, tell me your name. But he said, why do you ask for my name? And he blessed Jacob there. Jacob named the place Peniel because I've seen God face to face and my life has been saved. We are a church without walls for real people with real questions. Relationship with God is a journey, and we know God isn't afraid of the real questions we bring. Like Jacob wrestled with God and received a new name, Israel, we will be a church that helps real people wrestle with God. When we draw near enough to God to allow Him to wrestle us, we find ourselves transformed from the inside out, having received a new identity through Jesus. I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. Then they will, they will follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. They will be my people and I will be their God. When Christ came, he announced the good news of peace to you who were far away from God and to those who were near. We both have access to the Father through Christ by the one spirit. So now you are no longer strangers and aliens, rather you are fellow citizens with God's people and you belong to God's household. As God's household, you are built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. The whole building is joined together in him and it grows up into a temple that is dedicated to the Lord. Christ is building you into a place where God lives through the Spirit. We are a church without walls for real people with real questions. Amen. We will hold unswervingly to God's word as revealed to us in Jesus Christ through the scriptures by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We will not compromise our message, but we are ever ready to try new, creative, and innovative methods to reach people for Christ. God didn't give us a spirit that is timid, but one that is powerful, loving, and self-controlled. We are a people who are willing to take risks of faith because we love and trust God. As we navigate the call God has given Spark United, we will remain flexible and risk-ready in faith. Obedient to the Holy Spirit's leading and true to our DNA and vision. Spark United's culture and ministry will be forged by these seven scriptural values. Let's read them out loud together. This is who we are. We share good news. We will do anything short of sin to help people know Christ. We will reach those no one is reaching by doing what no one else is doing. We are a movement We are disciples who make disciple-makers, leaders who raise up leaders, and churches that plant churches. We are generous because God gave his all for us. We will give irrationally. We are on a mission. We are a church without walls for real people with real questions. So we seek people out, and love them as they are. We are worshipers. Big faith is big worship. Because God is good, we will worship recklessly and live fearlessly. We are a community. In Christ, we are a family. So we stand with each other through life's ups and downs. We are transformed. Christ loves us as we are, But he is not content to leave us the same. Life changes radically when we love God completely. Let's hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, because the one who made the promise is reliable. And let us consider each other carefully for the purpose of sparking love and good deeds. Don't stop meeting together with other believers, which some people have gotten into the habit of doing. Instead, encourage each other, especially as you see the day drawing near. We're going to take a moment to pray, and I asked a a few of our our folks to come up. Pastor Jay, uh, Dan, Rob, would you guys come up uh, with me? And I want to ask also uh, some of our our team that's been with us a while to come up as well. We're going to pray. If you're willing to pray, uh, would you come up? I asked Rob to kind of kick off this time. Rob is my coach. Um, he's been a, a great support. He asks me the simplest but hardest questions to answer. That's a sign of a good coach is someone who asks you the right questions, right? Um, and so I, I asked Rob, um, if, you, if you have a word of encouragement for us, feel free to share briefly. But uh, if you'll kick us off in prayer. And Pastor Jay is the, the pastor at Bethany. And Bethany is our, our sponsor sending church. And so Pastor Jay and, and the Bethany uh, Nazarene family have been huge supporters for us. And we really appreciate you guys in helping make this possible. And in supporting me as a pastor in the transition from their staff to here, uh, it's a, a beautiful thing when a church family releases staff to follow God's calling and supports that and, and walks with them in that. So thank you. And uh, Dan is our, what's your technical title? I always call you just like head of church planting, revitalization. Church planting dude. Church planning dude uh he's the guy who checks in with all the church plants and and whatnot and kind of coaches all the church planners on the district as well and so thank you for coming out tonight Dan and I'm just going to hand the mic to Rob and then we'll go through you guys and then our team I see Sam's over there Uh, anyone else who would like to come up and pray even if you weren't a a part of the spark team if the Lord has laid on your heart to to pray a a prayer of blessing for us please do
2: I'll uh, just start off with a couple of words. I want to tell you, one thing I really appreciate is I respect your pastor. I don't know if you guys realize how fortunate you are to have the pastor that you have. And I want to say along those lines, a lot of times pastors gravitate towards places that are comfortable, places where there is a secure salary and benefits and things that are stable and reliable. Uh, But what your pastor has done is listen to the voice of Jesus and she has stepped out into unstable waters, and she has walked on water, and as she has walked on water, she's also planting a church called Spark that is casting off sparks and reaching people for Jesus in your homes and your workplaces and places around town, wherever you find yourself. I think that's the vision for Spark, to be the church, and I'm excited to see what God's going to do with it, and I want to say one more thing along those lines. The denominational church as we have known it, you know, as, as I've known it, I'm 50 years old now, 51, that church is increasingly disappearing. And what is happening is the church is returning to its origins. If you read the scripture, the church started out in places of dwelling, uh, things uh, the Bible calls in Greek the oikos, places where people assembled and did life and did faith. Even in the birth of the church, they were all assembled in one place dwelling is what the scripture says one oikos they were there together doing life they had nowhere else to turn they were desperate i love that about your pastor she is desperate for jesus and i love it that she is assembling people that are desperate for jesus too and so i, I think god's heart moves when people are desperate for who he is and what he can do amen to that amen. all right let's pray all right god thank you so much Spark United, thank you, Lord, for this vision you've given Pastor Kelsey, and thank you, Lord, for her faithfulness in stepping out and doing something that, uh, man, it just didn't make sense to her career, and yet, Lord, it made perfect sense to her love and relationship with you. And so, God, I ask you to bless her. Bless her as a leader of this movement, and Lord, bless Spark as it becomes what you envision it becoming. And Father, we pray, just like on the birth of the church, I pray for a mighty Rushing wind to blow over these sparks and to create a a wildfire that's something that we can't even describe, let alone contain. God bless this church, bless all who will be reached by it, and bless Pastor Kelsey as she continues to follow the vision you've given her. I pray, Lord, and trust her and this mission and this vision into your hands. As we continue in prayer, I just thank you for the uh, Father for your word tonight. As we open your word, we find you faithful. you make us some very great and precious promises? And you did that for Moses. But as we go back further, the promise was originally made to Abraham. And we could really say that that was the founding of the church, that you called Abraham out of people to go and to be a blessing. And all who would bless him, that you would bless them. And who would curse them, that you would curse. And Father, we claim those blessings for Spark. Might they go out and be a blessing. And might you just honor that and give them a blessing in return thank you father for your word we claim those promises to spark and may they be used greatly for your glory we pray in christ's name and lord we
3: want to come before you with gratitude tonight we want to thank you for <coughs> pastor j besmer and his church and how they're willing to give away and uh, give finances and all different kinds of things give people away, give um, a staff person away so that Spark United can be conceived. Thank you for Rob Schmutz, who's been just an awesome coach and inspiration, not just him, but his entire family that have surrounded Kelsey and have been a blessing to her. Thank you for the people, and I don't know all their names, but that have been part of this team to help this church get off the ground. But more importantly, I thank you for Pastor Kelsey Exline. You have raised her up for this time and this place to be a voice to her generation. 96% who are not connected at all with the local church. In other words, they're wandering and they have hopelessness in their lives. And we know that wandering without a purpose and without a destination, it leads to being lost. So help them, Lord, to put down some roots, to put down some spiritual roots, raise Kelsey up even higher here and anoint her in a greater measure over this city and over this area so that her voice, your voice, will be heard through her and will speak hope, healing, comfort, community, family, friendship, and all your blessings. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Yes. Thank
1: you. Some of don't really know quite what to say. But it's one of those things where whenever you feel God calling, you kind of have to listen to it. Um, if it wasn't for this church, I don't necessarily know where I'd be in my life. Um, being a recovering poor addict, it's one of those things where my path was very self-destructive. And it was on the path to run my marriage. And if it wasn't for Kelsey being so persistent in my life um, as my pastor... I don't know where I'd be, um, possibly without a wife, without my children. And so the gratitude that I have for Kelsey and for God and his persistence with her to be persistent with me is something that I cannot have enough gratitude for. But it isn't just me. There's many of us within the spark that just a little, little blurb, God saying something, oh, let's reach out to this person. And it puts them on the right path. And it's just so many people that are being reached out to through this ministry. Um, I've never experienced God like I have anywhere else except for in this ministry, the the miracles that I've seen. Um, My wife dealing with epilepsy and we're having episodes of seizures where she had 11 seizures within a few weeks, which is abnormal for her. And did a prayer of healing and they stopped. They stopped before we got to the neurologist to do anything. And I can't explain it. I mean, she still has epilepsy, she still has seizures, but The seizures getting out of control, us not understanding why she was having them. That was the scary part. And even though she has a chronic illness, something that most likely would be a lifelong struggle, it does not change my view of God. It does not change who God is to me. And it doesn't change who God is to me because I struggle with a pornography addiction and that it's a constant daily battle that I have to be on guard for because God is still good to me despite what I have to go through. And so, this ministry, God is involved in, and I can't tell you that it's, he's not. It, there's too much that's happened. There's too many unexplainable things that have happened to be just pure chance. So I'm going to pray a little bit. Um, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this ministry. I thank you for what you've done in my life through this ministry. So I pray, God, that you would use me in this ministry however you see fit. Give me the courage and give me the strength to not say no or to say find somebody else, but to be listening to your call for whatever you call me to do, God. I pray that you lift up Kelsey even further, give her the strength to continue this ministry, whatever path we need to go, and help me to support her in this ministry in any way that I can, Lord. If you call me to do something else, give me the strength to do that as well, God. So I pray, Lord, that you would lift up anybody else in our ministry, all of our Spark members. Give them that strength, God. We need you to give us the strength so that we can do your work, God. I want you to take this ministry wherever it needs to go. If it means us walking the streets of downtown Hutchinson, just greeting people, praying with people, then let's do that, God. I want this to be your church. I don't want it to be anything else. I don't want it to be about this building, but only you and the people that are around us, God. I pray this in your heavenly name. Thank you, Sam.
0: Is there anyone else who would like to, to pray or share? Thank you all for your, your prayers and your words of encouragement. We're going to partake in the Lord's Supper together, and Nick, you want to help me today with that? Would you come on up? Thanks. we like to, to remember what Jesus Did for us when he gave his own body (laughs) his blood for us as the the perfect sacrifice for our sins scripture is clear that uh, the wages of sin is death and we deserved the death for our sins i deserved the death for my sins but god i think that's that's the sentence right there but god (laughs) but god was not content to leave us to our, our fate of death because of sin the very beginning, from the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve took that fruit and brought sin into the world, from that very point, God was working salvation for us. And he himself came, and he himself made himself the sacrifice for sin. He was a, a sinless sacrifice. Jesus never sinned. God offered himself as the payment for our sin through his son, Jesus. And we, we also know that the story didn't end there, did it? Jesus rose again. He rose on the third day and we have the promise of resurrection life in him. And He has conquered death. He has conquered disease. He's conquered sin for us. And so we remember on the, the first Saturday of the month, we like to remember that through communion. This is something that Jesus commanded us to do, to remember him. And so uh, on the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Take and eat. Do this in remembrance of me. And he also took the cup. he said, this cup represents the the blood of the new covenant, my blood of the new covenant. Take and drink. And whenever you do this, do it in remembrance of me. And so, Lord, we, we take this cup and we take this bread and we do it to honor you. We do it to remember you, to remember what you did for us. We thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross in our place. We love you, God. Lord, at this time, we we repent of any sin that's in our life, any way that uh, we have chosen the road that leads to death instead of the, the road that leads to righteousness, Lord. We pray for your forgiveness. Change our hearts, change our lives. Have your way in us. We thank you for your mercy. Right in Jesus' name. Uh, in the, the Church of the Nazarene, we celebrate an open communion, which means that if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, we would love for you to partake in this with us. It doesn't matter what your denomination is. Um, if, if you would like to partake in this and you haven't accepted Christ yet as your Lord and Savior, guess what? You can do that right now and, and, and be a part of this, this family feast. Be a part of, come Come to the table that God has set for you. I invite you as you're ready um, to come forward and tear off a piece of bread and dip it in, in this uh, its a balsamic vinegar juice mix. So uh, I, I remember the bitter wine that Jesus had on the cross. And so you might be caught a little off guard, but it's non-alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> and so you'll take and, and dip and partake right there on the spot. And then you can go off to either side and make room for those to come through the center. So. Please take however much time you'd like to pray and come forward as you're ready. Let's pray the prayer together that the Lord taught us to pray. This is a slightly different translation in modern-day English, so you might need to read with us on this one. Our Father in heaven, your name is holy. May your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us the bread we need for today. Forgive us for the ways we have wronged you, just as we also forgive those who have wronged us. And don't lead us into temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All right, we're going to close. I'm going to invite the band to come up. This is kind of our spark theme song, Double Dose. is written... Just for this ministry um, well we're happy to share it with other ministries too so it's not just for us but uh, something that I want to invite you guys to to do if you'd like is you head out um, or throughout the song I have these lovely survival bracelets they've got a compass they've got a fire starter and a whistle on it I don't know how many decibels the whistle is but my mom likes really loud whistles so I, I think this is a good one um, yeah you can I think this has got like something covered on the centerpiece here and you can sparks by thing it together. Uh, and so we're doing this, this search and rescue series and if you want to join us and be uh, a part of God's search and rescue squad, we want to invite you to, to grab a, a bracelet, uh, our gift to you. And uh, if you're uh, a part of us, uh, may this be a challenge to you to, to go out and find people. I would challenge you uh, at least invite one person a week Right? For those of you who are part of Spark, I would like to see you, if you grab one of these, I'd like to see you invite one person a week at least. Personally, I would like to challenge you to three because you know if you invite three, then maybe one will show up, right? <laughs> the more seeds you cast, right, the, the more likelihood of, of a harvest, right? And so uh, if, you're, if you're a local here and you're you're part of us, I, I challenge you, if, if you take one of these, I'm asking you to invite one person a week. And guess what? It's not that hard, guys. Uh, I'm kind of an introvert, so church planning was kind of hard for me at the beginning because I had to talk to people, (laughs) people I didn't know. And uh, some of you just assume I'm an extrovert and just assume I'm really okay with putting myself out there and randomly talking to to people and making small talk and all that. But it's not comfortable for me, okay? But the more you do it, the more comfortable it becomes. And what's the worst that can happen? They'd be like, I don't know if I'll come or not. They'll most likely patronize you and and be like, well, I might come, and then not show up. But that's okay, because you did your part, right? And so it's really not that hard to say to the person who you know, gives you your change back at Quick Shop, hey, I go to Spark United at the mall, come join us sometime. Saturdays at 6. You don't have to become their best friend. Just invite them to Spark, right? Uh, maybe you could become their best friend. You never know. You might find your best friend that way. <laughs> uh, but also to be praying for us and for this ministry and be praying that God would raise up more workers for his harvest field, that God would be reaching people's lives in and through us, uh, for those of you who are not part of this uh, local church body or that you're out of town, I invite you to take one, too, and I invite you to take up that challenge wherever you're at, uh, whether you're in Clearwater or Augusta or Great Bend or uh, Yoder or any of those places. Um, this, is, this is our way of, of uh, appreciating you but also challenging you and also asking you to remember us in prayer. And so when you see that bracelet on your, your pack, they're a little bit big for a lady's wrist, but it works. Um, you could also put on your purse or on your backpack or whatever. And in the case that you're ever stranded on an island, you're going to be set because it's got <laughs> rope. You can do fishing line with it. Like, it's great. Okay, so we're looking out for your best interest here. <laughs> but when you, when you see it, remember us, pray for us, and uh, know that you're a part of God's search and rescue team. That God is sending you out uh, on the mission field every day and uh, i put that challenge to you in in your local body of believers whatever that might be so as we sing double dose i invite you guys to come up and grab one if you're too shy to do it in front of everyone you can do it on your way out but i would hope that there's some not shy people who come up in the middle of the song grab a color there's a bunch of different colors you can grab whatever color you want um you can remember the special night we had together and pray for us and for our team remember that the challenge is constantly before you this is not just something that we do every once in a while. This is who we are. As you head out tonight and you grab your fire-starting bracelet, remember that you, you are called to be a spark, right? You're called to go and to start a fire. Uh, You're called to go and be a burning bush, not a literal fire, guys, okay? (laughs) I'm not advocating pyro (laughs) tendencies, okay? But, But you are called to start a spiritual fire. God has put his spiritual fire in you and it's meant to be contagious, right? You're meant to be a burning bush. And yeah, we're going to end with our mission statement. Will you guys read this with me? We will burn passionately with love for God. Spark new life by sharing Jesus' love. And fan into flame our spirit-filled potential. So get going. You guys are not dismissed. You're sick. Send us the sparks into the Sparks into the night, thus the sparks into the night, and us has sparks into the night, and the sparks into the night, and us sparks into the night, and thus the sparks into the night.